Hey Spooky Familia, welcome to episode 3, I'm Stephanie, and I'm Cheyenne, and this is Spooky Stories with Stephanie and Cheyenne. This week we're bringing you two stories, one of them is from Rialto, California, and the other one is from Redlands Prospect Park. Um, so first of all, we wanted to thank you guys for listening to episode 1 and 2. I know um, we're just kind of getting everything situated and we're trying to figure everything out. So thank you for being patient with us. But hopefully you guys are still listening in and you guys like our format and our stories. So do you want to go first or am I going to go first? You could go first. Okay. (laughs) So the story that I wanted to bring was the First Christian Church of Rialto. And it is located at 201 North Riverside Avenue in Rialto, California. I'm sure many of you guys have passed by it. You guys have driven by it to go to the Dairy Queen or to go to Burger Mania <laughs> down Riverside Avenue. Um, I had I always passed by it. I've always seen it and I always knew that it was haunted or that there was uh, creepy stuff there. But we never actually went in. We tried to go and see the historical center but they were closed so hopefully we get to go there so anyways the story is um the church was founded in 1905 and the building was finished in 1907 the church is designed in a gothic revival style with stained glass windows and a tall roof with pointed arches the building was auctioned off and donated to the city of rialto in the 1960s the church is now used as a uh, somewhat of a community historic center by the Historical Society of Rialto. It's open on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Um, we went to the church and took some pictures hoping to capture the apparitions of the ghosts who still linger there. We, we couldn't go in, but we peered into the museum and we could see all the old relics left behind from the city. Some of, some of them are left behind by a father who lost his beautiful daughter. Christina was, in, was an 11-year-old girl who had a long and hard battle with leukemia. Her father, a physician, was part of the congregation of the church in the 1960s. And when the church was to be auctioned off after the congregation decided to move to another location, Christina's father bought the church. He donated it to the city of Rialto. So after little Christina passed, her father collected several of her belongings, like her Girl Scout uniform, some of her beloved dolls, and even some of her artwork, and decided to put them together and add them to a museum that they had created. He also added one other thing, though. He decided to add her ashes to the the display he made for her. This display was set in the basement of the church, which had other artifacts from the city from when it was just a small farming town. Many people have had their own experiences at this church and in the museum. I remember first hearing about the haunted church sometime in high school, although I can't remember exactly when or who I heard it from. It always kind of intrigued me. I thought of maybe going to the church one day and having my own experiences, 
While researching this church, I watched many YouTube videos of ghost hunters who had heard the same stories we may all have. Those of a sad little girl who roams the church and the museum who may be trapped there because the ashes were left in the basement of that church. When researching more into this, I found a book written by John Anthony Adams. The name of this book is The Little Girl in the Window, A True Ghost Story. <clears throat> I'll try to link it in, in our bio in case you guys want to read it, but it's it's a pretty good book. Um, I, I read it in, in a day and a half, so <laughs> it, it's pretty good. Um, he talks about the history of the church as well as the history of little Christina. But he also talks about a time in the 1990s when he and others would meet at the basement of the church to play cards on Thursday nights. A story at the beginning of the book talks about how he was sort of a skeptic of ghosts and the paranormal until he met what he called reliable people, quote unquote, who were sane and had experiences with little Christina. In the book, he talks about a lady named Betty who played cards with them at the church. Betty once asked the president of the historical society named Elizabeth, do you have ghosts here? When Betty asked her, Elizabeth's face went blank and she explained the story of little Christina. Betty made the group aware that she felt the presence of Christina in the church or the presence of somebody. Betty said that she could feel the presence of a little girl who was sad. Betty also told the group once that she could sense the ghost of another woman in the church and she felt like the other woman had suffered a horrible death. However, Betty was not the only one who could send spirits around. John wrote in the book that other women, that another woman by the name of Denise Warner joined the group to play cards and surprised everybody one day when she told the group that they would think she was crazy, but that she could sense some spirits in the church. Denise would often shift her chair in a way that would block her from being able to be in the line of sight of the display of Christina's belongings in the basement because she said that Christina would stand next to the display and stare at her and this made Denise very uncomfortable. <clears throat> John says in the book that on a day in July 1995 the group got together for their weekly card game and Denise yelled at something or someone go away leave me alone I can't help you the people in the church who were playing the card game with her said she looked visibly upset and they knew that she would not make something like that up a couple of days after this outburst they saw an obituary for little Christina's brother who had committed suicide people believe that Denise saw the spirit of Christina and Christina was asking her for help because she knew her brother was in distress. Sadly, no one could help him. Christina's father said of his son that he suffered a lot mentally after fighting in the Vietnam War. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, the scary thing is that this would not be the only time Denise would see Christina and this would not be the last time Denise would feel such anxiety and sorrow from Christina's spirit. 
Another passage from John's book was a story of two police officers who had who had to go and answer an alarm call from the church one night. I've actually heard this before. That this is what I heard in at, in high school. Like this is a story that I had heard. Really? Of cops actually having to go in and 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 um, I guess there's like. Well, let me read the story. <laughs> okay. Another passage from John's book was a story of two police officers who had to go and answer an alarm from the church one night. The police officers said that they had to look around the church to make sure no one was trying to enter and make sure that there was no one inside. According to one police officer who didn't want to be named, they walked down the basement with their lights to make sure no one was down there. They looked around the basement and saw, okay, no one's down here. They turned to go back up the stairs, and at that moment, they saw someone standing at the base of the staircase, only it wasn't something solid. It was an apparition. They said it looked like a woman, maybe in her 40s, wearing a black veil with a turn-of-the-century dress. The police officer said, he could remember every single detail of her face but that she was floating he said that she looked like a real person but when he really looked at her he could almost see right through her from his memory he said they stared at the apparition and she stared right back at them for about 15 seconds which i'm pretty sure felt a lot longer yeah it probably felt like a whole eternity (laughs) But then, just like that, she vanished. His partner and himself were so shaken by the situation that they had to go, that they had to get together after and really make sure they both saw what they thought they saw. I had heard of the story of police going to the church and seeing something appear to them when I was in school. That's what I was telling you. Mm-hmm. Reading this made it a little bit more real and it made me believe like, okay, the church is haunted or there is something there. Yeah. Another story of police officers going to check on the church was when another alarm went off. The story of these two officers say that when they went to the basement to check if anyone was down there, they also turned back to the staircase, so it's almost the same exact story. They turned back to the staircase to go back up, but when they did, they also saw a woman, but she was wearing a white dress. She looked at them for a couple seconds, turned around, and began to walk up the stairs. Ghost hunters have heard voices in the hallways of the church, and not just ghost hunters, people who work at the church or who work at the historical center have also heard voices. They've heard voices of a little girl that they can't really make out. They've heard voices of a woman saying, help me. And they've also heard crying when no one is around. So, it's not just one or two people, it's multiple people. Yeah. Um, let's see. Ghost hunters have heard voices in the hallways of the church. One encounter stated that when he was walking down the hallway, he heard a voice of a little girl speaking, but could not really make out what she was saying. 
There's so many stories of this church, little Christina and a woman in white that you can see through the window. If you drive by or stop by and look up at the beautiful windows, you can see a silhouette of a woman standing there. Some people have said to capture images of the lady in white standing at the staircase. Um, we went, we went to the to the historical center and we oh, yeah. looked in the windows and it's a very long hallway. It looks very like eerie. It's very very eerie and you can see um, some of their their stuff that they left behind. It, there's a bed and it, you just and I don't know if it's because we know stories of it. Yeah. But it's like you can almost sense that there's something there. Yeah, because it could also be that we just know what happened there. Right. But it just looks scary and like feels scary being there, you know? Right, yeah. So I feel like I read so many stories in um, John's book. If you guys want to read it, it's a really good book. I'll try to link it in our Instagram. But there's so many stories of encounters of people who have worked there in the past, people who worked there, you know, when he worked there. And just little things like things moving, um, uh, voices that you can hear in the hallway. Um, just like just, scary stuff. Yeah, just a lot. And knowing that it's not just one or two people, you know, it makes it real. Yeah. Because it's not just, like, a couple people making it up. It's, like... Yeah. So, we're going to try to go, hopefully, one of these Saturdays and maybe make a video and upload it. But it does look very creepy. If you guys ever drive by there, you guys should take pictures and maybe tag us in there or send them to us. Maybe one of us will catch something. Yeah. But for now, that's what, you know, what we know so far. And, um... Yeah, it was it the stories that we that were there, they're pretty pretty creepy. But it, it was a good book though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so now Okay. Cheyenne is gonna read her stuff and hers is on Prospect Park. So Prospect Park is an 11-acre park located in Redlands, California. Prospect Park is a beautiful park full of orange trees and other fruit trees and beautiful plants. The park offers a beautiful amphitheater that can seat up to 400 people. There are trails and walkways surrounded by beautiful groves, but lying under all that beauty is some haunting history. Stories that have been recounted Prospect Park seems like a very simple, ordinary park, but in the day, at night, it seems to get a lot more eerie. The park has many different stories and legends, even though you may not yet ever know them. You've probably driven or gone into this park without even knowing the dark stories that lie in the secluded areas inside there. Prospect Park was built in 1867, and over time, it it was many different things from a hotel to a boarding house and railroads too. The park has many different legends and ghosts there. 
Some more real than others, but still very scary to know that there is a paranormal things there at the park. Especially after being there. <laughs> I know. We've gone there so many times and they're like, it just seemed normal. I so. know. Yeah. There are many legends in the park and a lot of the history there too. One is that years ago, it was allegedly a prime location for Satan worshippers to gather at night. They would do rituals and try to summon evil spirits. Many dead bodies have been found at the park and reports vary between 10 to 20 bodies which have been dumped there. Sadly, many of them were homeless. One story in particular stood out to me, and that is of the 11-year-old girl, Lee Ann. Her story goes that she was walking home from Kingsbury Elementary School and in the dark came a man and, abduct and abducted her while she was taking a shortcut through the orange groves. Later she was found dead and thrown under the stage in the park. One other legend that I was told by my mom growing up is that of a couple sitting on a bench under a tree watching the sunset when suddenly a big branch from the tree falls on them killing both of them together that night. People say you could still see them sitting on the bench together or hear the branch falling and hitting the ground, causing a loud thump. Stories that have been recounted are eerie and will make you think twice about the next time you go. Prospect Park to take pictures in the beautiful backgrounds or a nice stroll around the park. A story that we read over and over again is of people who go to the amphitheater to take pictures or to just look at the beautiful architecture. We'll hear the seats folding as if someone is either getting up from their seat or they're opening for sitting to some, for someone to sit down. People have also heard footsteps on the stage as if someone is running across the stage. One man said that when he was younger, he would go to the orange groves and run around with their friends at night and hide from the security guards that go around there. He said he and his friends were running from the guards and he felt someone reach out and grab his arm. Thinking it was one of his friends or one of the guards, he looked back and the person who grabbed him, it was not one of his friends or one of the guards. It was a ghostly figure with cold hands. He said that it scared the heck out of him. I mean, Ugh. it would, I would be yeah. scared. <laughs> the Kimberly Crest House. The Kimberly Crest House was built on the land in 1897. It is a beautiful Victorian home with beautiful windows, but when you look at some of the windows, you will see much more than beautiful glass. Some say that when you look into the windows at night, you will see the silhouette of a woman staring out at her beautiful gardens. It is said that the Lady in White is the spirit of Mary Kimberly Shrink. Others say that if you go to the home after hours and look into the window, you can see Mary sitting on her rocking chair. I want to go see if we could find her. I know. <laughs> EVPs or electronic voice phenomenon <laughs> have been heard of Mary crying or telling her people to get out of her home. The park is very beautiful and has a lot of beautiful flowers and plants. There are benches you can go sit on while you look into the city of Redlands. So next time you decide to go out and look at a beautiful park, uh, just be careful because someone or something could be following you and you don't want that to happen. Or if you take pictures, someone or something is going to be in your background. Mm-hmm. 
We so need the, to, we need to look over our photos that we took there. Yeah. So these two were interesting to us because, like I said, the Rialto one, we everybody drives through Riverside. I think everybody knows Riverside Avenue and downtown Riverside. I mean, downtown Rialto, <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> A lot of us, you know, when we were in high school or even high school students now go to the Dairy Queen or, you know, um, there used to be a movie... <laughs> A movie, a movie, a movie rental place that we would go to way back before Netflix and all that, but um, the church, it looks very creepy and and I don't think it's in service anymore, but you can actually go, you can visit it, you can um, do tours. I believe that you can even have your weddings there. So another another story that I heard was. Um, of a wedding being being done there and the bride there's a bride's room and a groom's room and in in one of the youtube videos that i watched they're doing evps or they're trying to pick up you know voices voices in in a microphone and they're in the bride's room and it sounds like a like a man almost and it just says get out so everything that I had read was of women, of the little girl, of a woman, you know, being there. And that one, it was a man. Yeah. And he said, get out. And the story went that the man was left at the altar at that church way back, you know, in the early 1900s. And he felt so angry and so distraught that he... Um, committed suicide you know trigger warning sorry um so he did that and his spirit is still there and he's very angry at brides who are there to get married and his voice came out and he said get out no i know not to get married there no it's a beautiful church yeah it's i, I want to go inside of it and look because there's not even any windows to look into it no the windows are all like stained glass windows but it is a beautiful church and i want to go in just to look at you know churches i think are are beautiful but um just knowing the history and knowing the hauntings makes it that much more interesting mm -hmm. so we actually have gone to prospect park a couple of times yeah we went for maddie's so we pictures, did yeah we did valentine's day we did my niece's maternity pictures there and then uh, we also did my other niece's Gintingena pictures there, and we, we've had a couple picnics there for Valentine's Day, and it does feel a little off. You can feel something heavy, mm -hmm. or just, you know, when we went into the orange, to the orange groves to take my niece's, excuse me, my niece's pictures, it did feel eerie, huh? Like mm -hmm. somebody was watching yeah. or something. Yeah, I felt like a little off there. It just feels creepy. And then even knowing now more of this, it just feels even more creepy. Yeah. But I'm still going to go. Yeah, we're still going to go. It's a beautiful park. Um, you know, I'm sure many people have taken their graduation pictures there and maternity and just family pictures. Because it has a lot of beautiful areas to offer. Um, but just next time you guys go and take your pictures, maybe maybe look at the background and you might see make sure to examine it very well yeah 
It's actually really sad, the little girl that passed, you know, but I'm sure a lot of our stories are going to have that. But this this week we wanted to try and really look up <clears throat> a lot more information. It's just so hard to find more information on these places because they're so old. And we could find bits and pieces of information, but nothing too in-depth, um, you know. And nothing too big of, like, that much information, you know. Yeah. But we, like I said, we've gone to the to the park and we've never, I don't think we've ever caught anything. I want to now. Yeah, well, I, we actually looked at the pictures, or I looked at the pictures on my computer to see if I could find anything in the background, and unfortunately we didn't. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> but this book, you guys, this book is called The Little Girl in the Window, A True Ghost Story. So he goes into a lot of detail. <clears throat> He goes into a lot of detail of different people that he interviews and that he worked with. He actually had somebody go into, like a like a professional ghost hunter, go into the church, spend the night there. And, spend the night? Well, not the night, but, you know, go at night oh, and, okay. you know, do his whole thing. Mm-hmm. And he, without knowing the history, without knowing what he was going to go see, the ghost hunter... Um, he actually he walked in and he said the first thing he felt was the sadness of a little girl and he said that the little girl just you know wanted somebody to talk to and i'm sure you can you can feel that heaviness having her ashes there and they're still there supposedly really yeah they're still there in like the little museum yeah mm -hmm. so another place that they feel really really heavy other than the well, they, they, John's in his book says that knowing now that it is haunted or knowing now that people have had experiences, he feels something heavy, but, you know, nothing too sinister. It's more of just like spirits, not really sad spirits. Yeah, sad spirits. Nothing really like demonic or anything. No, no. But the ghost hunter did say that he felt like something happened in the pantry area and he said he could feel the spirit of a woman in period you know turn of the century kind of period clothing dressed in white and sometimes she would dress in black because she was mourning she was mourning her own death because she died a horrible death there but i couldn't find anything that that could say yes or no and according to John, he also could never find any, you know, any deaths that actually happened there. But the ghost hunter said that as soon as he went into the pantry, he could feel the heaviness and the sadness. And at the moment that he and John went into the pantry, they both heard a voice. And that wasn't the only time, I guess, um, Betty and John once were putting stuff away in the pantry and they heard the voice of a woman coming from the hallway and they thought that it was Elizabeth the president of the historical society so they both kind of walked out there to say hey we're in here and when they walked out no one was there so they both kind of had to look at each other like did you hear what I heard and they both heard it they both were standing there 
And Betty asked him, you heard it too, right? And he just shook his head and said, yes, I heard it too. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of a lot. Mm-hmm. That's pretty scary. You should read the book. I should. Or we'll take the book with us when we go camping. Oh, yeah. But the book is really good, you guys. I read it, like I said, in a day and a half. It was, it was, it, it had a lot of information. I wanted to put more of the encounters that they had. Maybe I'll do, I'll put more encounters in another episode. But he, it, it's pretty, you know, pretty in depth and it's not a very long no it's not a very long book it's like really short but it seems like from what you told me it seems like he goes into a lot of depth of what happens there and like all the information yeah because he sort of he sort of interviews people and asks them what their experiences are which most of their experiences are i heard voices in the hallway i heard knocking when i was in the restroom Mm -hmm. um the ones that really creeped me out were the the ones of Betty. Because Betty says she could physically see, you her? know, Christina staring at her. She said that she would look up towards her display and Christina was just staring at her. And that's what I find more scary. Because you know how there's like mediums, like the people who can like see like ghosts yeah, and like stuff? Yeah. And like when I hear people say like, oh yeah, I'm not a part of that. I never had any of that. And then they end up seeing something so clearly, mm-hmm. it makes it even scarier, mm-hmm. you know? Because mm-hmm. it's like, well, now I know you're not, like, a medium or, like, you can't see anything like that, like, on the daily. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, like, oh, my God, like, I saw this full person, you know? Right. Yeah. So it's like John, how he said he he was a, you know, a science believer. He believes in facts, is what he says. <laughs> and working there, he, he said he became a believer and his own experiences you know well like he said he took the experiences of quote-unquote reliable people sane people who he could actually trust and they all kind of had the same encounters seeing um the lady in white because i guess a couple of people saw the lady in white either you know how sometimes you could see something out of the corner of your eye and you're like what is that so you can see that a lot at the church in the basement i guess if you're turning if you're turning down from the staircase and you you kind of see something out of the corner of your eye you turn your head quickly and there's nothing there a, a lot of people have those experiences there mm-hmm. that, that's scary yeah so it is in depth but a lot of the stories are kind of the same so a lot of people have the same story of feeling an eerie sense or sensing somebody's there, somebody's watching them, um, seeing something out of the corner of their eye. Many people, it differs with people. Some people see a little girl in white. Some people see a lady in white. Some people see a lady in black. I hadn't heard the story of the man until I watched that YouTube video yeah. I didn't even know, like, there was a groom room and then, like, a bride's room. I know. I didn't know that. I thought it was just, like, all one building. Yeah, but it's, it. I guess it's all, they, they redid it. Was mm-hmm. They redid it, and it, it went from a church to, I think, a school to the historical society, and now it's 
where you can have your weddings and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause like they have like a whole phone number <clears throat> out there for you to call and rent it out. Oh stuff. yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe we can have your kids get another. <laughs> no, that's scary. But yeah, we try to do as much research as we can with these. It just there's not a lot of stories, and people's personal stories are kind of the same. Yeah, and if it's always just like the same little bit of the same story on yeah. different pages. You know, the one that really creeped me out was the one of the guy running in the orange groves. Which one? The one that we just read that when he was running in the orange groves oh. and, and someone oh grabbed God. him. That's yeah. scary. He said in his little story thing or the little um the little story that we read that he was running and somebody like grabbed him and in his head he thought, you know, it's his my friend. friend and little did he know it was some ghostly apparition and he said the hands were cold as ice and when he looked back you can almost see through you can almost see through the person also. That's so scary. I feel like I would I don't know it would just be really scary though well we went there to take what was that it was the dogs oh okay that scared me we just heard a noise behind us but it was the dogs at the door um but we went there to take my niece's pictures for her quinceanera or her sweet 16 whatever and um we stayed kind of late Till the we, sun, till the yeah. sun was setting. Huh? We left like because the last thing that we went to was the orange, the groves, orange groves, and that was when the sun was setting. Yeah, and we left from the orange groves. Yeah, and it was it was what June or August? Mm, I, I think, think it was, it was June. June, and it was you know it was warm already, and then all of a sudden, it, it got, got super yeah. cold within in like, the orange groves within like three minutes. Yeah, we just walked down there, and they felt kind of humid. And then all of a sudden, it just got super cold. Even my niece was like, oh, man, I missed. I, I didn't bring a, a sweater. Yeah. And, which is really weird. Because we were, we were hot. Yeah, we were all and then hot. She we was were walking hot around the park. Around. And then as soon as we got there, we were still walking in the orange groves. And she was like, oh, it's cold. Do any of you guys have yeah. a sweater? And it was really quick. It was really quick. So it was like the temperature just dropped the, the more we went in. The further we went into the orange groves to take her pictures. So maybe it was something. And that. it's kind of creepy too if you <clears throat> if you ever go to the park and go to the go to the amphitheater. It just oh yeah. It, it feels like if you go up to the stage, you're gonna look back and see people sitting there or see somebody sitting there. It's so big and, and pretty, then, but it's creepy. It's really scary because it's so narrow as it narrows mm-hmm. down. Because since it like goes down, yeah, it's like you go down and it's literally just a theater, yeah, and like the chairs right in front of it, yeah, have no space. And I feel like each time that we've gone there and I've gone on the theater stage because like you know, take pictures, mm-hmm. um, you look back and since behind the last row at the very top it's just like empty, mm-hmm. it's even scary. You feel like you're gonna be watched or something. Yeah. So we. I I read one story of the amphitheater where somebody was on stage messing around, you know, because I guess they still have some plays there or they'll do, um, some church groups will go there to, you know, worship and stuff and, uh, which is nice. It's very cool. But I guess somebody, they were holding some type of, of play kind of there 
and one of the stagehands was walking behind the stage alone because they had already picked everything up and I guess he forgot something or whatnot walked back there and he heard somebody running across the stage and he thought oh somebody forgot something and when he went over there there was no one there see but that one well I mean I guess not because I was thinking like it could be the wind no (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking like well somebody could have ran across and just like ran away no but it's huge I know that's why I had to think about it for a minute I was like no like that's like really big yeah it's it, big you would see somebody if you like were to go out yeah like let's say they're running across the stage to go from one end of the stage to the other to go down the stairs you still have to come out through the amphitheater you can't go where are you gonna go the bushes well maybe i know but like i was also thinking like that would give him time mm-hmm. the guy since he was backstage you have to go around right you know? yeah so it's like uh, i don't know but i'm a, i don't know yeah that's pretty scary though so the Kimberly Crest house has all it's beautiful. You can see it from the park. You can go and visit it. I'm pretty sure that you can rent it out for weddings and stuff also. Mm-hmm. But um so the stories there pretty much all of the stories that we read from there are the same just you know kids looking in the window and you can see her walking up her stairs. Um you can see her rocking in her chair or they say that if you stand in the orange groves in the front of her house or the 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 rose garden in front of her house i'm sorry um you can see her on the the top floor just looking out just looking the at window her, that points that points down thing. you can see a, a white apparition there and it's just staring down at her rose garden and i guess she's very sad because she, she was a widow and she lived there from the 1920s until she passed away in the 1970s, I believe. And she, you know, she died in her house. And she was a very sad lady, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, you guys. Well, that is episode three. Dang, I'm so already. I know. We're trying really hard, you guys. We hope that you guys, like, um, we're trying to find as much information as we can or, like, um, stories of people who actually visited these places, but um, we hope that you guys are liking our podcast so far. Um, just be patient with us. Like I said, we're just learning how to do this. We're learning how to write our scripts and what what works, what doesn't work. If you guys have any suggestions, please email us or you can even um, send them to our Instagram and that's spook underscore IE underscore stories pod. And make sure to point out if you don't like something I do, because I will change it for you guys. Yeah, if you guys don't like something, then we'll try to we'll try to fix it. We'll try to fix it for sure. Yeah. Um, we want to try to do a personal stories episode, maybe like every five or six episodes, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, um, <clears throat> if you guys want to send us in your personal stories. You guys can email them to us at spooky, S-P-O-O-K-I-E, dot stories pod at gmail.com. Um, we're going to try to upload our TikToks as well, the places we go to. Like, we yeah. we took a couple pictures at the Rialto Park, which was oh, yeah. which was pretty cool. We're going to post those on our Instagram, so go and 
like and follow us on instagram yeah. follow us on spotify and apple music if you guys can and like and share our episodes and our tiktok and instagram is the same thing so go oh, yeah. follow both oh yeah they're both spook underscore ie underscore stories pod so go follow both next week i'm still trying to figure out there's so many things that i want to that i want to do so many yeah. stories so next week maybe we'll bring you guys three stories since these are kind of short yeah because i have um, a couple stories in mind that i want to do yeah i have a couple places so um you know if you guys have any suggestions you guys can let us know like we said if there's stuff that you guys want us to change or if you guys think of stories or places that you guys have been to that are haunted or let any us recommendations know. yeah or any recommendations we're a family here so we want you know everybody to like and share our stuff and um hopefully keep listening this this episode like i said i tried really hard to bring you guys good stories from this book it was a really good book I definitely need to read that book. Yeah, I think you should. Maybe scare myself a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> or like I said, we could take it camping. <laughs> no, because that's going to be scary. Cause we're gonna be I, no know, I know, I <laughs> know. I'm just kidding. All right, you guys. Well, we thank you guys and we appreciate you guys listening. We hope you guys like it. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Yep. Stay spooky out there. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.